Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Change Your Game with GTD podcast. My name is Todd Brown, and I'm here with Robert Peake. Hey, Todd. Hey, Robert. Um, our goal in these podcasts is to give you the opportunity to uh, gain the benefit, I suppose, of our experience and knowledge in many, many years' experience between us in the use and the instruction of and the coaching in the GTD methodology. Um, the goal ultimately helping you to get more of the right things done, the things that are important to you with the minimal amount of stress and in the least uh, the least amount of time. And Robert, as we were kicking around ideas as we uh, before you hit record, uh, one of the things, especially as it's you know sort of summertime and hopefully life is, is uh, slowing down for quite a lot of people, that it might be interesting to talk about uh, GTD or maybe just more generally productivity and self-expression, right? The idea that I, th I think there is sort of a tension in this sometimes because of because of the stress that comes for a lot of people in in their working lives, right? Their experience day to day is not of ease and you know and friction-free forward motion. Um, their experience is more of stress, and and so it can feel a little bit like you can either be creative or you can be productive. I think that's a perspective that's probably pretty common with folks. But anyway, I'm, I'm curious to know your thoughts. What, How do those things hang together for you, if at all? Yeah, quite a, quite a few ways. So, I mean, um, people sometimes are surprised when I say to them, look, you know, I, I teach this productivity methodology, but I don't fundamentally think of myself as a productive person or an organized person. I fundamentally think of myself as a creative person, as a creative being. Like that's that's mostly how I would self-identify much more than, you know, I'm a really organized guy. Um, so there's some extent to which I think this is in service to that, to create and clear the space, right? The Flaubert quote of be steady and well-ordered in your life so you can be fierce and original in your work. Your work meaning the work of of the the creative work, as it were, in his case. Um, but I think also what's interesting is that the methodology of keeping track of what has your attention in appropriate ways is absolutely applicable to creative work, is absolutely applicable to the production or the expression of uh, creativity out into the world. So I think there's a lot of ways in which the two intersect. I think uh, being creative about the methodology once you understand it um, then can help you a lot when you kind of pull it back to some of these first principles, like, you know, get it out, get it, get it off your mind, get it out, externalize somewhere, and then review it at appropriate intervals so that it can spark, you know, good, good new creative thoughts and ideas. Um, is just one of many of the principles that absolutely applies to, let's call it the art, the artistic expression, and it doesn't even have to be that, right? I mean, as David has often said, we're all creative beings. Cooking a wonderful meal is just as creative uh, an act for you know for friends than uh, you know as as painting a canvas so i'm curious with you too i know you you know you music is your kind of main creative creative outlet and creative discipline um you know what what do you find in terms of method method in the creative madness as it were yeah uh, and and yeah i i think for, for me there there's sort of two sides to this as i'm thinking about it on the one hand you know if i'm playing music the last thing in the world I want to be doing is, you know, when I'm trying to focus on what is hopefully a good performance is be distracted by the fact that, oh yeah, I need to discuss that with somebody. And oh yeah, I need to buy that. And oh yeah. Right. I, 
I want to have my head as clear as possible. And and for those of you listening in that don't know, so my um, um I'm a I'm a very keen uh, but very amateur um, bass player, and I play a lot of jazz. And of course, as, as one of the big things about jazz is is improvising. And when you're improvising, you know my experience of that is, man, you need to be in the moment. You need to be completely focused on, you know, what's wh- what am I hearing? What am I hearing from the other people in the in the in the band? Right. Also, what's coming in terms of you know what are the what are the chord changes that are coming in the song? And it's not. If you're going to do that effectively, it's not something that you can do at all well if you've got, you know, a head full of other things. So so one of the major benefits for me is just being able to stay clear headed, whether again, whether I'm playing the bass or whether I'm, you know, having a nice meal with with Debbie, with my wife. Um, On the other hand, I think, you know, there there is this idea that. I think a lot of people come to the the pursuit of productivity with a little bit of a of a heavy heart in the sense that they have a they have a suspicion maybe that it, that being productive is not sort of aligning with who I am as a person, right? I can either be me or I can be productive, right? So it's a it's sort of a corollary I suppose of what I was talking about earlier. And I think one of the really interesting things about getting things done is that it gives you the opportunity to be clear that, or, or to explore the idea at the very least that being you is being productive and that those two things, it goes back to what you just said, right? That you, that, that ultimately you don't see yourself as a, as an organized or as a, as a productive person, you see yourself as, and I'm not using your words here, but you're, you're aligning the things that you choose to focus on, right. With what you feel to be really core and crucial for you. And that's GTD in a nutshell, right. It's like, how do I make sure that I, um, that I am, as I make my way through my day, focusing on the things that feel like they're the most important for me. Now, don't get me wrong. I am completely aware that some of those things we have to get done are, you know, whatever, do the laundry, right? Which you might not particularly feel like is a creative endeavor. Um, so it's not like it's all, you know, it's not like it's all, um, uh, you know, uh, self-expression in the, in the, in the, in the, in the ultimate uh, sense. But on the other hand, I think that there is that, um, it's, it's one of the, I think, one of the really inspiring things about getting things done is it helps us to be more in tune with who we really are and what's really important to us. And then, as I say, to ensure that as we make our way through our day, the things that we choose to undertake are aligned with those things that are core and important to us. I think that's such a huge and valuable point. I, I was on mute, but I was going, yes, 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 inside when you said, <laughs> you know, that that people do, I think, come to this model of I've got to push in this direction that's not entirely me in order to be productive and effective. And I think GTD really is about being productively you, being effectively you. And for the longest time, you know, I think a, a, a good example of that is for me, I didn't have a lot of the creative pursuits in my system, right? There were years in the early days of GTD where GTD was really all about work and about chores, about admin stuff in life, the the stuff I needed to get done in life. And that would then clear the space so that then, as you said, when I'm, you know, effectively making the jazz chord transitions or improvising in the fun aspects of my life, that the space was there for that. 
but I look at my project. I just had a look at my project list now, and it says, you know, um, optimizing tax position, uh, clean and effortless claw hammer ukulele sound, um, look revisiting our work and life insurance cover, building an online game for some friends, demolishing the the brick shed, um, and making some wooden presents for some for some friends that I'm going to visit later this year. So literally interleaved one to the other, right? In my in my personal uh, project list are things that are very much about what I what I sometimes call adulting in life, and things that are very much about outcomes that I also want to achieve that I'm also committed to, um, that are that are very much creative and fun and enjoyable, that involve music, that involve woodworking, that involve playing games with friends. So um, they're all they're all also equally important in a sense to my brain, right? My brain doesn't differentiate. And that's one of the points we make about this methodology and why it's you know so applicable to any of your areas of focus, work, life, or or any of the others. So um, I just thought that was such such a great point, and it was a revelation. I didn't put it that succinctly and well, but there was a revelation point in my life and in my GTD journey where I realized, yeah, you know what? It is about aligning with all of me, and all of me happens to be a big umbrella that encompasses a lot of unusual things that people don't necessarily think go together, but I'm a kind of pickles and ice cream guy, apparently. Um, and that's okay, right? And GTD can help me actually embrace that by externalizing that, by track, keeping track of that, by making sure that that's not all crammed up in my head and and sort of sort of shouting shouting in my head in terms of the different aspects that want different things. But it's it's out there and it's moving along. So I just thought that was that was such a such a great point. One of the things that people um, have been asking, we get questions on this podcast, and and someone asked. What do you do with material of a more creative or inspirational nature, right? So it's not a project. It's not an action. It's not something strictly. So I'm sure you have sheet musics. You have recordings of, you know, favorite um, favorite artists or favorite versions of particular pieces that you're working on. You're, you, you have material, right, around um, your your um, practice of jazz music. I have material around poetry. I have material around woodworking. I have, you know, various material as well. So curious how you see some of that stuff fitting into the GTD model. Um, and uh, again, you know, kind of in the in the spirit of getting it out, reviewing it regularly, helping it spark you. Like, what do you do maybe on a on a practical basis to keep yourself inspired and fresh? with the stuff outside of the strict kind of project and action domain. Yeah, that, that, that's a, that's a really interesting question for me. I, I, so the, the quick answer to your question is yes, by all means. Right. So, so just, just over my left shoulder here is a music stand. So if you might've noticed already, there are two things that are on that music stand. One is an article, which is, um, which also has some, you know, some, some music in it that I'm looking forward to playing that gets into a particular way to think about, um, uh, you know, hand position and various, you know, various things that we play in jazz. And, and so, um, and so that is, you know, that is at this point, uh, if you think about it in the GT, GTD context, that's a next action reminder. Next action is read through that two or three pages and play along, right. Or, or play, practice that a little bit. I also have in the cabinetry behind me, um, and I knew when, <laughs> when, when I had the, the sort of the home office refurb not long ago, one of the things that I recognized was I had a lot of reference material when it came to music. 
And I do. I have exercise books and I have sheet music, as you've implied, and I have binders that are full of, you know, um, that are that are full of songs that I played, you know, in various concert formats or I played in, you know, in sort of, um, uh, you know, jazz, jazz uh, camps, jazz assemblies that I've done and that I've run. So there's a lot of that information there. And and the way it's organized at the moment is it's basically just broken down by type. So there is a there is a section which is full of songbooks. There's another section which is full of technical exercises. There's another section which is full of um, uh, you know uh, biographies, right? Great bass players out of history, you know that sort of thing. Um, and as I thought about how I was going to organize that information, I thought you know that will be uh, that struck me as a very natural way not just to organize it, but also to think about, hey, when I come back to this material in the future, what do I think the, the, you know, the, the, the primary or the important categories would be for me to then be able to interact with that or get my hands on what I was interested in getting my hands on quickly and easily, right? Um, so, so again, at the moment, if we put all of that in GTD context, that cabinet is, is a, um, it, it's, it's a, very, very large someday maybe file in essence, right? With lots of different things. Um, there's a little bit of reference there as well. Some things that I've, you know, worked worked on in the past and have filed away and, and probably won't be actively engaged in anytime soon. But but um, but yeah, I mean, I think, so coming back to your question, I do have, you know, we talk about the importance in a GTD system of clean edges. I do have clean edges in my system. And that's how they're broken down, right? So I've got I've got some some very current next actions over my left shoulder on the on the music stand. I have um, a big old pile, as they say, of someday maybes. Those are um, you know those are the kind of things that I will pick through if I'm hungry to find the next thing that ought to go on the music stand. Um, and that's kind of it in a in a in a big nutshell. I don't know that, that was that too much too much detail. Or did that did that make sense? Made perfect sense to me, and I think it's helpful to probably to others who. So yeah, I've gotten some of how valuable GTD is for again the the, the commitment stuff, but are interested in the practice because I really that's what I hear you talking about is the practice of any kind of art form. Um, so yeah, I think that's I think that's great. One of one of the things I hear too, in addition to clean edges, is that you're setting your future self up. You're being kind to that future self that's going to go into the practice room or the practice mode or have time to engage with music uh, to be inspired to be informed or educated um, and and to have fun, right? You know, to have something to look forward to and something fun um, to, to engage with when it comes time to do that. And it's very similar for me, right? So, um, you know, books, I think would be the primary thing. I have books on woodworking, um, you know, sort of traditional green, green woodworking and old time hand tool woodworking, uh, which are inspiring and romantic and fun for me. Uh, poetry books, just, you know, a handful of ones that I really, um, really resonate with. And I think part of that too, is that the, the practice doesn't ever happen in a vacuum, right? You know, we don't just show up and go, right, let me now time to write something or show up and say, I wonder what notes I'm going to play, right? We're part of this uh, long continuing tradition. And we're also responding to our own past and our own progress or hopefully a sense of progress about about our practice as well so being able to dip into that having something set up um, is very valuable and as you said it sounds like you know some of it's some of its reference some of its sort of read and review kind of category some of it is setting up a next action but it doesn't have to be on a list it can just be available in the place where you'll you'll do that action so I think it's good to break out of the 
everything has to be on a list all the time mindset too when we when we come to these kind of things. Um, just the other day, I, I found myself, someone was asking about how do you go into greater detail on things like areas of focus or goals, some of the longer term stuff, some of the stuff that that maybe we touch on later in the GTD process beyond projects and actions. Um, and I found myself talking to them about things like uh, mood boards. So we did a kind of mood board. We got a load of Country Life magazines and cut stuff out and did a mood board for our, our house, the goal of of the, the home we wanted to own and, and kind of live in. Um, creating ideal scenes is also a great thing for that. And it also can work for areas of focus, right? The ongoing things, having visual representations that inspiring inspire you, having spider diagrams or mind maps that let your mind kind of roam around those those various topics can can inspire you. And again, anytime any any one of those things sparks something actionable, you you know what to do. Create the project, create the action, get going for that. Um, and I just have an inspiration folder too, right? I have, you know, for for work, I have um people that have written to me out of the blue to say how much the GTD work has helped them. And um, you know, if I'm facing a a, a busy day and I haven't had much sleep the night before, and for whatever reason I'm at a lull, which happens in life, let's admit it. Um, I can whip out that inspiration folder and remember why I do this work, basically, right? I can I can come back to that. So I think there's a lot of different creative ways, as it were, to externalize and engage with the material that feeds us, the material that supports us in being inspired. And I think it's one of the fundamental kind of premises and dynamics of GTD too, which is that productivity isn't just about the air you breathe, the food you eat, the, you know, it's not just about physical energy levels. It's also about how you feel about it, how motivated you are toward it. So, you know, having that project support for that project that inspires you, that engages you, that gives you the picture, the vision, the idea, the sounds that immerses you in the experience of success you're going toward, I think is a huge part of uh, productivity just as much as, you know, having, having the good projects and actions to, you know, mode being motivated toward that and, and being kind to that future self that may not always feel as fired up as you are now about, about doing that. I don't know. What, uh, do, you, what do you think? Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that's I, I think, I think we've, I think we've touched on an awful lot of things that are important, you know, um, as we're, as we're, you know, coming a little bit close to, to time here, I think, you know, if I sort of summarize what I've heard is on the one hand, we want to make sure that one of the, one of the benefits of GTD is <clears throat> that it helps us to keep our head clear. And for a lot of, let, let's, let's just put it in the bucket of creative pursuits and, and taking on board what you said at the beginning when you said, you know, pretty much anything can be considered a creative, creative pursuit. Um, you know, that said, let me put it this way. A lot of people, when they find out more about the work are surprised how many quote unquote, creative people, right? People in film, people in music, people who are people, you know, who are actors and, you know, the people, artists, painters, poets like yourself, how many people who are from those worlds find that they get a huge amount out of GTD? Because for a lot of people, like they, they go, well, okay, it's, it's about productivity and effectiveness. Well, the last person in the world that's going to be interested in that is a poet or a, or a songwriter or a, and it turns out those people are, are really motivated by that. And again, I think that's because, sorry, motivated by GTD. And I think that's because, you know, again, it, it helps them to keep their head clear and it helps them to, to ensure to your point that they're focused on the right things as they make their way through the day. So that's one thing. Um, 
I think you know your 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 phrase, which which we've used quite a lot over over the years, is you know um, uh, being kind to your future self. So setting yourself up so that whenever you are um, ready to engage in that productive activity, that you have access to the information, access to the reminders that you want to have access to. That's key. And then having a good organizational system that has clean edges that allows you to um, you know when when you've got so for example, that that piece of paper over my shoulder there, right? Once I've worked that through, I know exactly where that's going to go. I'm going to hold that onto it. It's going to go into one of the folders, you know, the, sorry, the, uh, the drawers behind me. And that's going to be, you know, I know exactly where it's going to go. So having a good organizational system that has clean edges, right? So, so only the things that mean one thing are in one place. Um, those things all, I think, can sort of support us in our, uh, you know, in, in our creative lives and and I'm sure I've left something out. So does anything uh, does anything come to mind for you that I've uh, we should be sharing with people before we say goodbye for today? You know, Ted, I think that's a great summary. I I just want to point out that this this is none of this has been a setup, right? You didn't put that music stand there beforehand just because no. we knew we were going to talk about this particular topic, and we chose the topic af- well after you you'd sat down, and this happens to be the space you're in. Likewise, I didn't groom my project list to have a mix, a perfectly interleaved, as it happens, mix of more creative things and more administrative things on my personal project list. This is um, this is working for us as a living thing, right? So we're speaking from our experience. Your, of course, mileage will vary in that regard, um, but I guess I just want to point out that it's not a it's not a theoretical thing. Um, it's very much something that we both. Um, embraced, and you're, we're just sort of happening, happening to dip in and, and unpack why that's working for us in this moment. Um, so you'll find your own ways too. I think is is part of what I'm what I'm saying is that um, as you go along, you'll find from that fundamental motivation of I want to have a clear head to be able to express. I want to be most productively myself, not most productively who, you know, someone else thinks I ought to be or or pushing in a direction that doesn't feel right. Really coming from that place, kind of from, from the in, from the inside out, as it were, in approaching these best practices. I think you're going to find your rhythms, your way of embracing GTD as a, as a creative being as well. Nicely put. I, I don't think there's any better summary. Um, so listen, thank you all for being a part of this today, for, for joining us for this Change Your Game with GTD podcast. Please do hit uh, like and subscribe. Um, and in addition, if you're interested in, you know, if, there, if there's something that you'd like to hear us talk about in in one of these podcasts, please do let us know. As Robert was saying earlier, we do we do get questions and requests pretty regularly. And and very regularly, the topics that we talk about are inspired by topics that have been that have come in through the various channels. So, drop us an email, have a look on the website, um, you know, and get in touch. We'd be very happy to hear from you. So, for now, from Robert and from me, thank you again very much for being with us, and we'll see you next time.